Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the usual podcast, The Force Awakens. The podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> wait, wait, no, that's not my name. That's Will. Will, I'm Will. Sure you are. And we're just <laughs> sitting here, as usual, enjoying our usual frosty beverage. So what are you drinking this week, dude? Are you actually drinking beer? Because I'm excited. I am actually drinking beer, and I am enjoying another of my fine Newcastle Scotch Ales. Nice. I still haven't tried that. It I do good. like a good Scotch Ale. You've got to so. try it. It's good. And I'm trying to change it up every week, so let's just see how long I can keep that going. Um, I am drinking this week Drake's, the Drake's Denogonizer. Denogonizer. It sounds like something out of uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's by Drake's Brewing Company. Um, it's an Imperial IPA, and it's got a nice kick. I've had it before. Uh, the label's awesome, and I like IPAs. So again, if you want to suggest an IPA... I'll drink it. All right, so before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us also on Google Plus and Facebook. Um, I've been kind of working on Google Plus. See how it goes. I don't know anything about it, but I seem to be putting our content on there, so we'll see how it goes. Hey, Um, getting our content spread around works. Yeah, some people in the community use uh, Google Plus, so... Use it. Check it out. Interact with us. Anyway, so we're also at Facebook.com slash The Usual Podcast, Pinterest.com slash The Usual Podcast, and, of course, on the awesomeness that is SWOTOR Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. We are on iTunes and now Stitcher Radio, so take the time to give us a positive rating and like us and share us on all the other social medias. And I have to take a little side note on the Stitcher thing. Now, here's the thing. I'm new to this. You're new? Obviously. What? I'm a noob when it comes to podcasting. And I just thought if people wanted to use Stitcher, they could use Stitcher. But I guess I was alienating Android users, right? Because yeah. they can't do use iTunes, right? Well, yeah, because it's not an Apple product. Indeed. So anyway, thanks to listener John Skeen uh, for sending us, me an awesome email. Of course, he's like, I, you know, I dig the show, but can you get on Stitcher? And I said, well, I mean... Sure, let me look into it. And sure enough, it was pretty easy. I just submit a little quick application, and now we are on Stitcher. So, sorry, Android users. <laughs> I'm just a noob. I don't hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he hates you. Yeah, well, kind of. Anyway, so, <laughs> as, <laughs> as always, uh, we have the timestamps in the show notes for our non-SWOTOR fans, because we do start, start the show with SWOTOR. Um, so please give us uh, feedback on Twitter, leave us a comment on Facebook, on our website, if you have suggestions for us on how we can improve the show. I imagine that's working out, and it's easy to do, so people can jump around at their whim. So um, The other thing... The Flipside Podcast is now on Stitcher as well and on iTunes. That was pretty easy to do. Again, quick application. Uh, we recorded episode three. It's up now. And we kind of talked about this last week, I think, because I think we recorded that same day. I forgot we talked about selfie sticks for like 30 minutes. Dude, selfie sticks, you know, it's so funny because they're such a brilliant invention, but nobody actually no. wants to admit using them. <clears throat> Seriously, <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> 
Can you imagine how many more, you know, stars could have gotten in the Ellen selfie last year at the Oscars if they'd used a selfie stick? It's I think just, you should listen to our last episode and see my thoughts on selfie sticks. Well, that's on my agenda for tomorrow. <laughs> no, I'm with you. A lot more people could have gotten that selfie. But Although I did, stick. I did see one of this this uh, a, a selfie stick picture. This girl was uh, jumping off of a waterfall into a pool. Oh, and she took it with a selfie stick, and I'm like, well, then hopefully but, it's a waterproof camera. <laughs> well, that was my first thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably a GoPro or something, right? Probably, yeah, probably. Okay. But yeah, so it's just kind of interesting. I don't think selfie sticks are interesting. I think they're weird. They are kind of, I mean, there's no debating that. They are weird. <laughs> I just, my fear, and you can hear this on the other podcast, I feel like one day it'll become the norm. And I feel like that's the downfall of humanity. Selfie sticks. Indeed. Not the rise of, you know, religious yeah. fundamentalism and the nope. inability for people to see others' viewpoints? Nope. No. Selfie sticks. Not the, uh, you know, the... <laughs> Inability for people to realize that racism is still going on in this world, and Mm-mm. no, nope. that's not it. Uh, as important as that is, selfie sticks is going to be it. It's going to sneak up on us, and you're never going to know. Not anyway, the, not the widening gap in income inequality. <laughs> we can go on all day, but look, if you like tangents like this, check out my other podcast, <laughs> The Flipside Podcast, iTunes and Stitcher. All right, enough. Well, not quite enough. We do have our sponsor, Audible. So if you want to check out, uh, get you know, if you want to check out audiobooks and want to do it for a while, audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast. You get a 30-day free trial. You get a free book. You get to keep the book forever, whether you cancel your subscription or not. Right now, the last two days, I have been barreling through a new dawn. I've got a few hours left. It's awesome. And after watching Rebels with my kids, as we talked about last week, I can't tell you how cool it is reading this book. So definitely check it out. Uh, again, Mark Thompson's a great narrator. Um, I've also picked up Heir to the Jedi, which I can't wait to dive into that as well. And I'm a big fantasy fan, so if you're into anything R.A. Salvatore writes, maybe not when he killed off Chewbacca, mm-hmm. but if you're into his stuff, um, I picked up his latest, um, his latest uh, The Companions Codex. It's awesome. Uh, and if you're a Swotor fan, Deceived, and Revan, read them. You won't regret it. So, but yes. anyway, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Audiobooks are amazing. Do it. Do it. <laughs> anyway, it helps the show out, and we appreciate that. And if you just want to give us money, we're okay with that, too. Just hit the donate button on our website. It's at the bottom, on the left. Thanks. Right, let's get into the show. Enough preamble. Yeah, God, we've been, we've, we've been pre-showing forever. Okay, let's move on. Section one, Swotor, here we go. Uh, the only community shout out I have this week, actually, I was listening to teeny cast a couple days ago and I got to you know, I'm a father, so I have to congratulate Tio. He's expecting his first, uh, kid in September. So I want to say congrats to you. Congrats, dude. Um, and I heard that he says his hopes is a boy and I hope that for you. I hope for a boy twice. Well, you, you know what they say about, you know, hoping for boys over girls is, you know, yep. with boys, you only have to worry about one dick. You know, with girls, you got to worry about them all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, Tio, remember that. And uh, so let's see. Um, congrats. I hear you're buying a house, too. I just wish you the best of luck, man. I've done all those things. And best to you and your family going forward. And, um, you know, I realized really quick that my wife wanted girls, which is why we got girls. So, 
if she wants girls, then you might get a, or if she wants a boy, you might be good. Otherwise, I don't know, dude. Good luck. Uh, are we good? We're good. All right. So we can game. Will, did you do a thing in Star Wars The Old Republic this week? Very little. I think I logged in twice and I was on for maybe a total of half an hour, but, um, for those of Why you that are you know, neglecting the game we love? Uh, because, you know, some of us haven't gotten our degree yet, and we are so damn close, I can taste it. And okay. uh, this week is finals week to my second to last quarter. And uh, so, uh, right. you know, lots of things juggling in the air, and I think it's just it's uh, more important for me to spend time on uh, American political rhetoric and media criticism than it is to, uh, you know, figure out if I'm crafting enough with, uh, you know, my droids. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll all pretend like we knew what you said, and congrats on your almost degree. So, best of luck, and come back to the game when you can. Yep, absolutely. Next week, spring break. I'll be spending some time. Sweet. And, oh, we'll get to next week later. We got uh, some stuff happening. But anyway, all right, so, what did I do this week? Uh, mostly just worked on my Sentinel. It'll be my fourth 60, I think, once I get them there. Uh, I got through most of Rishi last couple days. I realized how much I really love Rishi. <laughs> Rishi is a fun planet. I mean, the the Rishi people. I w- I wrote this quote down because, and you have to imagine it in the bubbly bird man voice. No need for massacres or cannibalism here. I just like that they assume I'm going to get there and eat people. I think I think that's awesome. Well, you know, I, since they are foul, technically, is it cannibalism if you eat them, or is it just food? That's a good point. What is this cannibalism in the Star Wars universe? Everybody's pretty different. They are. I mean... Is uh, it eating... Well, they're giant chickens, so personally I'm a vegetarian. But if you eat chicken... Which I do. eat one of these... Which you do. And if you eat one of these Rishi chicken people, is it is it cannibalism if you're not a Rishi? Is cannibalism within your same species, or is it within mm. sentient beings? I think this is a larger cannibalism question that I don't think Sorter is really trying to dive into. I think they were just saying, don't eat people, do piratey things instead. Okay. Should we leave it at that? Yeah, I say we just leave it at that. I didn't eat anybody. But, again, I wasn't given the option. Yeah, and you being dark side, you would definitely go for that option. Oh my god, I would eat some people. I don't know if people needed to know that. You'd be, I'm you'd, not a cannibal. I just like making dark side decisions. You'd be uh, barbecuing them up like hot links. <laughs> oh, that's old school. All right, let's get into the news because I think we have so much Star Wars and pop culture to cover this week. We are going to jump through SWOTOR. Well, there's not a whole lot of news anyway, but there's a few things. Uh, we'll jump through this and then we will get to the meat of our show today. Uh, first thing in the news, an update on wind trading and griefing in Season 4. People were very concerned that Bioware's not doing anything about people that are intentionally losing or uh, wind trading, teaming up with other teams and losing on purpose, that kind of thing. So Eric came out and he basically said, as promised, we want to keep you informed on what we were doing about those wind traders and trolls in ranked PvP. Here's what is happening right now. Wind traders, we have been reviewing multiple sets of data along with the pr- private reports that many of you have been sending to the team. Any player who, through validating data, is wind trading is receiving is wind trading is receiving 
is win trading is receiving will be receiving that's a typo that's why <laughs> oops we're receiving a minimum a warning not only are we warning these users to stop what they're doing continued win trading will lead to a greater action including resetting their ratings and suspension time i mean this makes sense right absolutely and then we've talked, and then the, and then the griefer issue is basically players that seem to have one singular purpose to ruin the spirit of ranked PvP. They refuse to participate, or they leave the match altogether. Those players will be receiving anything from a warning to suspension time based on the severity of their actions. So, seriously, what I don't get is there's so much, so many fun things to do in this game. Yeah. Why purposely? I mean, I understand you're trying to make a point about the system or something, mm-hmm. but you know, there is that what people are going to get from your, no, they're not going to, all you're going to do is piss people off and the devs aren't going to care. Uh, if you're doing that, just piss people off, you know, do it through the system, get it done. I'm with you. And, um, so it basically says they're going to work on refining their data to make sure they're not, you know, accidentally catching people doing the right thing that just keep losing. So, <laughs> Um, and then that kind of comes up there, you know, another quick update, Eric followed up. He said yesterday, players who fell in the camp of wind trading were notified with warnings. Um, and let's see, it says, uh, today they'll be sent out warnings in action against those players who fall into the griefing. And then they do another follow up that basically says they sent out the warnings to the griefers. There's been a couple people that are basically saying, well, what if I'm doing this? What if I'm doing that? You know, and, and look, it's. That's what I, I really feel like, and I think somebody said it on you know another podcast. That's kind of what the customer service is for. If you really weren't weren't trying to be terrible, and people thought you were losing on purpose, then maybe um, you know call them up, and I'm sure they'll help you out. I mean, so. exactly. I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, me, I'm not a PvP at all, right? As y'all know, and you know, if I were to take you know one of my high level sixties in there, I would just be getting my ass handed, especially if I went in with a sniper. I just getting my ass handed to me, you know, <laughs> match after match after match, and it could honestly look like I would be, you know, doing it on purpose. But it's just right. me just having never you would re- just be terrible. Exactly, I would mm. I would be so bad. <laughs> so if you if you need wins, okay, don't yeah. do win trading. Just find somebody that's horrible like me, and I'll go in with you. <laughs> I'll be tr- I'll be trying my best, and you will still win. Yeah, it'll be amazing. All right. Um, so there was a patch and it got delayed. Um, I just, th- this is obviously past the point. We're recording on a Monday. We normally record on Saturday or Sunday. Um, both of us were kind of ill. We figured we put it off till Monday. So this might come out a day late. But uh, the patch is already come and gone. But I, the reason I thought it was interesting, it didn't come out on Tuesday last week, is it said there is an issue that would cause certain, wait, cause characters with certain facial features during conversations to have their faces become blackened out or to appear bright pink. I think that's a problem. Yeah, that's where we're getting back into the racing and everything's turning into blackface. <laughs> and I don't think that's what Bioware's going for. So No, okay, if, if, it went, if it went, you know, faces blacked out and lips went bright pink, we're going all Al's Olsen here. Oh my God. And then, then they have a whole different set of issues. Yeah. All right. So let's move on here real quick. A um, couple more things in the news, and then I want to get to to one other thing here. So the patch notes are up uh, for 3.1.1. Um, I just took a couple things out that I thought were cool. Uh, Bounty Contract Week, of course, is returning. Uh, I don't think I've done Bounty Contract Week in a long time, but I don't know. Starts tomorrow, 
as we're recording this. So I might, I might jump in there and see what's new. Yeah, I might try to do some this weekend once uh, finals week is done, and uh, you know, try to get some bounties in there. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, maybe we can knock over a kingpin or something. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I definitely. I've beaten all the the main contracts. I just need to get the kingpin stuff done. Yeah, same here. Uh, also, I thought it was cool. The following emotes now play in animation when used. Uh, I'm going to run through them real quick, and I thought these were kind of cool. Slash duck, slash look, slash meditate, slash observe, slash raise, and slash tap. Cool. I'm not sure what raise is yet. I haven't got in and tried it, but... Could it be raise the roof? I really hope so. You know, I we were talking earlier this week, you know, just, you know, off podcast, and mm. something came up that... Because we, we, were, we were both logged in at the same time a couple days ago, and... A new idea came up for a wall of crazy idea, and it was, this does circle around to the emote, so hang on just a second, is that um, imagine when you're in the character selection screen, before you actually log into your character, if it would be possible to access each character's mission logs from that screen, because sometimes you don't log in for a couple of days and you're not exactly remembering where every character is. This way you can remember what quest each person, each character was doing before you log in. And therefore you don't have to log in, log out, log in, log out. Which is just a pain in the butt. My second idea for Wall of Crazy... Sorry, my second idea for Wall of Crazy I just got looking at emotes. You know what we need? We need a Make It Rain emote. <laughs> where you just see somebody... Are you sure that's not in the game already? Somewhere just in the cartel market? some credits up in the air. That'd be perfect for the cantinas, right? With the Twi'lek dancers and absolutely, yeah, we're getting a little racy this week. Okay, um, no, I like your idea of them accessing the, the mission logs, and and this is also I cannot remember which one I was listening to. I listened to so many damn podcasts, but they were talking about back in the day. They were they were talking about having an app for the game and how you know, and the idea there would be not only maybe. Maybe not so much accessing your mission logs. I think that's something that you wouldn't really need to do, except maybe at the character select screen. But the amount of things you could do with an app um, would be awesome, obviously, sending out your, your, your crew members and stuff like that. But that just kind of made me think about that could be something else you could do, just see where people are at, what they're doing, what missions they're on, where their class mission is at, and that kind of thing. Just through an app would be sweet. So yeah, know. you know, I've been thinking about I've I've been thinking about the app for a couple of years now, and I've always wanted because I'm I'm much more of a crafter than you are mostly, or not you're you're more into crafting, How but I'm much you. more into crew skills. <laughs> How right? dare you? And yeah, right. you, um, <laughs> you know, do, being able to do that from an app would be cool. But can you imagine if you're able to access the GTN from your app? Yes, I can. Vividly, because I love the GTN. Exactly. I would be much more likely to take part in the GTN. It would have to be something that would be only legacy-wide stuff, because you you couldn't log in as each individual character. So you'd only be able to, to really deal with legacy-wide stuff, but it's just something to think about. Oh, you mean about. pull stuff out of your legacy bank, you mean? Yeah. But what if you were able to get into one of your characters and do it? I just think that would be a much bigger issue with coding. Well, I think the whole thing is obviously an issue, which is why we still don't have it, right. <laughs> sadly. But it's, I'm it, with you, dude. It just surprises I, that would be me amazing. On, on how popular you know apps are in Star Wars and everything. The only app there is is the security key. Yeah, and a lot of and a lot of MMOs have apps, and a lot of MMOs have these ways to access the games, at least the big ones. So, um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I love Wall of Crazy Ideas and Bioware. If you're listening, which can you? 
Are you? Hello? Tell us anyway. if you are. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Uh, anyway, so I'm, you know, I free ideas. There it is. Uh, but I'm excited about these emotes. I'm going to check them out. And I really, I, I've been wanting to stockpile on emotes. I've, I've been kind of having more fun with that lately whenever we log in together and, you know, I get to pretend to do weird things. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So one last thing in the news. <laughs> well, two more things. The PTS updates on, uh, on the PTS right now. And there's just a ton of combat changes. I'm not going to dive into that if you're. If you're into testing and you want to see what the new changes are, um, we'll have a link in the show notes, but you can get them anywhere um, on the website, on the SWOTOR website. So check those out. And um, SWOTOR Network, of course, there's the, the news roundups, pretty cool. I know we probably don't want to talk about mind data too much, but I saw on SWOTOR Network's uh, news roundup, the, on the PTS, it was data mind, there's a Sarlacc pit. Um, it appears to be a decoration. Yeah, can you amazing. imagine putting that like right in the center of your landing pad on your oh. Narshada stronghold? I can imagine so many things with this, and I want one. I wonder how we can get it. Now, if only it could be interactive, where you enter it and it ends up being like an elevator down to your, you know, your oh, be, personal yeah. room. Yeah, that'd be badass. Go to the, go to the bottom level. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, and one other th- one other thing on there that that I that I picked out off SwordTourNetwork dot com on their news roundup, which I didn't hear about, but I guess Torhead is shutting down. Um, and I used Torhead back in the day. Uh, you know, it's one of those sites that you can just get. You know, whenever I needed, I think the main reason I use it was when I needed a companion to figure out what companions liked what back in the day and things like that. Yeah, but it's just everything is on Dolphy now. So. I know it's it's crazy. So I guess Dolphy corner the market and poor Torhead is going away. But anyway, it is what it is. So goodbye, Torhead. You've been great. But it just says due to lack of traffic to the site. So I I guess it's kind of a monopoly that Dolphy has. Yeah. Sort of. Tor community's pretty good too, but it doesn't have all that's all the same stuff. But anyway, all right, man. Um, one thing I want to talk about this week. Since we are into cantinas, this will be our discussion topic for Tour, and then we'll move on because we have a lot to talk about later. Uh, is the Star Wars The Old Republic can- Community Cantina Tour arrives in Anaheim. Is it just me, or am I hoping for ESPN Zone? Does it say where it's at? Oh, it's at the... Can- oh, yeah. It's at the Hilton. Oh. Yeah. Take anyway. advantage of Disney. Yeah. The ESPN Zone would be sweet. But anyway, so it says, um, we're happy to announce the next stop of the Star Wars Old Republic Community Cantina Tour. will be happening on Saturday, April 18th. Obviously, this is during Star Wars Celebration. Um, it's your chance to join the Star Wars Old Republic community for a development team presentation, as well as complimentary f- drinks, food, and giveaways. And this is what I thought was cool. Every attendee will also be receiving Anaheim-exclusive, I don't even know how to say that, Prana Congregate Vehicle Code? Ugh, I'm saying that terribly. Prana now, Prina, Congregate Vehicle Code. Okay, whatever. We'll also be having a special appearance by the 501st, which is awesome. Very cool. And a, a green screen for area photos, which I think is badass, and more. Um, space is limited, so be sure to come early. And I think this is kind of part of their, their, their obviously with Star Wars Celebration, they're able to maybe do a little more. Obviously, the 501st is going to be there anyway, so it probably wasn't too much of a stretch to get them to show up, but 
I think this is pretty sweet, and I and they are starting to move towards these other more than just a Q and A free food and drinks, right? There's a lot more going on at these cantinas, I think, um, and then with going forward. So. One of the things um, that I wanted to focus on here, it says, uh, Eric had a follow-up post. He said, first, we have no plans. So basically somebody said, please offer these, meaning the mounts, for sale in the cartel market, market at some point. There are only hundreds of thousands of players who will ever have the time, opportunity, convenience of location, or means to visit a cantina tour, which makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So Eric comes out and he says, first, we have no plans to introduce any of our cantina exclusive items to the cartel market. How do you feel about that so far? It, it, I'm okay with it because it makes it more exclusive. Plus, I mean, look at other ex- canteen exclusive stuff like the Tonfon. Hello, right. not too exclusive, tonfon. exactly. Well, the reason that became that was the only one they had for so long, and they gave them to all the fan sites, and they handed them out in every giveaway and everything they've ever done. So I think everybody has a Tonfon at this point. Right. But you're right. I, I like the idea of the exclusivity of it. But then he says. That being said, as part of our ongoing improvements to cantinas, our new mounts are going to work completely different than how our pets have in the past. Now I'm confused by that. Because is he saying, is he comparing the mounts to pets? I I don't feel like anybody's picked up on this in the community. And I'm reading this as either it's a typo, our new mounts are going to work completely different than how our mounts have in the past, or he's somehow comparing the mounts to pets. No, I think he said pets, but I think he meant animal mounts oh maybe you're right i have no idea yeah well we'll anyway. find out yeah and he says without going into detail yet even if you don't go to an event there are definite ways to get the mounts we'll be talking uh talking details on this when we do our next live stream which we still don't know when that is so i think that's cool they're gonna make it so people can get them anyway I do like the idea of it being exclusive, but I am intrigued to see how they work completely different. Um, I don't even know what that could look like, but it seems cool. I mean, and I mean, because right now, anytime you get on a mount, all it is, it's a puff of smoke and you're on your mount. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe they're putting something into the physical nature of it where you actually see them mount. Maybe. Or maybe there's some new, maybe there's just, you know hydros and spinners i mean some kind of i don't know i think something got i think something got data mined about something about a pod racer mount that functioned differently but i have no idea dude and like i said i just i usually just wait until these things happen exactly so i'm ex- I, i'm excited to see what it is knowing that i'm going in san diego you know in a few months and uh at san diego comic-con i'm gonna get one i'm not worried about it right and i'll get to see eric and all of them again Yay. i hope to see tate i hope tate's there you haven't met tate yet you'll no, love tate not. He's a cool guy. All right, man. Um, I guess we're done with Swotor. Anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. Just don't forget our uh, refer friend links. Yes, we have refer friend links in the show notes and on our website on our about page. So if for some reason you're still listening to this and you're not a Swotor fan, but you just listened to the beginning anyway, check it out. It's a fun game. It's free to play. So there we go. All right. Are we ready for Star Wars? Oh, man, it's a big week. <laughs> I am always ready for Star Wars. Dude, I've been so excited about this all week. All right, so welcome to the Star Wars section of the show. I'm excited. My Woo-hoo! hands are literally in the air. Woo! Um, yeah, I'm pumped. So first things first, I think we just got to get this out of the way. Uh, we have two major announcements. Mm-hmm. One 
Um, a few days ago, episode eight release date was announced. Okay, really quick before we get into this, I, we do need uh, to mention that what really happened this week was that Disney held its annual shareholders meeting. That's right. Okay, which was held up in San Francisco, and so Bob Iger, you know, the head of Disney, he, you know, took this opportunity. I mean, the, the shareholders meeting for Disney is always a great wealth of information, but now that it's really after a couple of years now, it's been completely ingrained with disney star wars marvel there's a ton of that's why if you notice there's a ton of information about all three coming out this week so we'll get to some of the marvel and and disney stuff but down the pop culture stuff but this is where we're getting most of our star wars information this week so go ahead indeed no you're good dude that's i'm glad you said that i was golfing when all this happened and i didn't get to dive in as much as uh as much as you did. So I forgot about the press event part. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah. So within that episode eight release date was announced. Yes. Uh, and that's going to be back in May, May 26, 2017. Yeah. Which is a, actually a really important date because, um, first of all, the, uh, episode eight is going to be, um, like I said, released. It's May 26th, which as anybody knows, release dates are really the day before because they all start coming out 8 p.m. the night before. So this is really May 25th. And those of you that are big Star Wars fans know that this is exactly 40 years to the day after the release of A New Hope. Oh, that's awesome. So it's really important. And um, we also have to remember that uh, the um, writer-director for Episode 8 is, is Ryan Johnson, who's probably most well-known for doing um, uh, Looper. The movie with uh, oh, Bruce movie. Willis and... Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Thank you. All right, so it's important to remember that Ryan Johnson uh, is writing, directing this, as well as writing the treatment for episode nine. So he's in for the long haul. And he he did Looper with uh, Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So um, I really liked that movie. Did you? You know, it was interesting. I really liked the concept. And the execution yeah. was pretty darn good. Um, but it, it just it felt like one of those performances where... Um, Bruce Willis just kind of phoned it in, and Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt really tried his all to, it. to really yeah. uh, pull off the fact that he was a younger Bruce Willis. So, Yeah, I, I don't know what it is with Bruce these days. Maybe you should stop acting. But anyway, continue. Let's move on. Um, episode 7. So eight. there's that. and then So that's episode 8. And then uh, we also have an official title for the first spinoff um, and a release date. The release date is uh, December 16th, 2016. So almost a year to the day after um, Episode 7, and it yep. is called Rogue One. Oh, I'm so excited. And we know nothing about this movie. No, all we know is that Felicity Jones <laughs> has been cast as a star. Uh, sorry, Academy Award nominee Felicity Jones. Oh, yeah. good job. And that it is um, written by Chris Weitz who is uh, probably most well-known for uh, writing and co-directing the original American Pie movie. He also did one of the Twilight movies. He did right. About a Boy, which is great. So he's a really good writer, um, and it's being directed by Gareth Edwards, who is most well-known for doing the most recent Godzilla movie. Godzilla, And right. he actually pulled out of doing the Godzilla sequel so he could do the Star Wars spinoff. Which I think was the right decision. Absolutely. <laughs> um so, you know, he can obviously handle a, a big budget epic, so that's really mm -hmm. cool. Um, the fact that well, they're really pushing um, Felicity Jones as the star of this 
kind of is making me wonder where exactly they're going with it. I mean, it's obviously well, let's stay getting, there for a second and do some speculation. So, well, we're, you know, I was actually having a conversation with my brother yesterday about Rogue One and what the importance of the name is. It obviously is in connotation of the Rogue Squadron. Yeah, obviously. If it's not, then that's just really poor choice of words on on Star Wars. Point. Yeah, don't use Rogue if you're not talking about Rogue Squadron. That seems silly. Exactly. And, you know, as we all know, you know, Luke's call sign was Rogue 5, but I believe he was eventually Rogue 1, um, which right. is the, the squadron leader. Um, Wedge Antilles well, has also been... It was been, Red 5, though, right? But it was Rogue Squadron. Right. Right. Got it. So, um, so Red 5, Rogue Squadron, uh, you know, Wedge has been the head of... Wedge, yep. Exactly. The only female that I'm remembering that has been the head of, of Rogue Squadron, and this is, again, from the EU slash Legends universe now, is Jaina Solo. Right. And I think that's where it gets really interesting. You know, um, I really am a big... I really loved Rogue Squadron in the EU. Wedge was one of my favorite characters in the EU. He just... He always played a role. He always had to... I mean, it always came down to some daring piece of piloting and and his leadership skills and that kind of thing and i really really enjoy that character yeah well i mean the whole x-wing series written by michael yep. stackpole and was it alan alderson or alan i think so something um they're just you know entertaining series on their own right yeah and so you know i i am at, i'm with you i think this has to be around rogue squadron on some level i don't know is it when is this supposed to even take place? Is it supposed to be in between it seven and eight? Or we have no idea. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, say. <laughs> I just oh, it drives me crazy. Um, I mean, we could speculate all day, but I mean, what are we going to come up with? I mean, nobody yeah. has any information. Exactly. The only thing we we can speculate really, and it's not even fact, is that it's going to be revolving around Rogue Squadron. Right. That's really all we and, have at the end of the day. And a female pilot lead. Well, hopefully, if it. It, well, and since we know nothing about episode seven, if it takes place between episode seven and eight, like it does release wise, we can't even speculate. Um, if it was between six and seven, I mean, where are we at there? Nowhere. God, I hate Star Wars. <laughs> well, you know, actually, if you <laughs> if if you're pulling stuff from the EU, the back door took place between six and seven. But that's that's my beef, though. Like we can't, like even just the poll you had from uh, from the EU a minute ago is not valid. Jaina Solo. I mean, we exactly. can't even unless we know that Jaina Solo or a Solo child is going to be in Episode Seven. We can't even we can't begin to figure out what's happening in 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 this spinoff. Um, but as for, what do you think they're going to do overall with the spinoffs? Do you think it'll be more um, obscure? Like I didn't. Th- I thought they would focus more around a character, not of an entity. Like rogue squadron so let's assume for a minute it's rogue squadron right so what could the other i mean we have two more spinoffs people are assuming it's going to be boba fett and han solo and that kind of thing but maybe it's just okay. more gonna, side characters i I'm, don't know i'm gonna throw something out here what if rogue one is both a story about rogue squadron and an origin story for han solo now follow me on this if Ooh. you've ever seen godfather 2 Right? Oh my god, Marshall. Shh, don't tell everybody. Marshall has not seen the Godfather <laughs> movies. Alright, alright, just come on. Please, I everything. please send your hate tweets to at Darth Pops. <laughs> oh, you're such a t- hashtag <laughs> fail. 
All right, so I haven't seen Godfather. No, okay, it. Godfather Go. 2 circles around <laughs> the downfall of Michael Corleone um, and the rise of Vito Corleone, his father, right? Okay. Well, what if... I mean, basically, it, it basically shows their, how they have how they deal with power. What if this is also a dual time stream story where it's showing uh, Han Solo's rise as a smuggling pilot and Jaina's rise as a rogue squadron pilot? Hmm. But not Jaina, right? Because that's his daughter. Right. That's why it's a dual stream. So it's it's. Following oh, him I see what you're saying. Okay. As a younger okay. pilot when he's, you know, escaping mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. you know, when he's leaving the Imperial Navy and, you know, getting, you know, helping with the, the Wookiee uprising and Jaina when she's taking command of Rogue Squadron or something. See, I like the idea. Again, my it's thing, leaning too heavily on EU. Maybe, and that's not even my biggest, my only, my only issue really is something that Star Wars doesn't really do. They don't really do flashbacks or any kind, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of either set in that time. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be really a flashback. You're talking. No, I it's it's know. just a dual stream of story. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you got to remember. That I guess having seen Godfather 2, I'd probably have a firmer grasp on this, but. Yes, you would. Um, okay, it's, it's just, it's, they're also, they're changing the way that we're all. I mean, hopefully they're changing the entire way we're going to look at the Star Wars universe. You know what I mean? I hope so. Yeah. And going forward, I mean, there's so much coming, which we'll get to, but, I mean, this is this is insane. Yeah, what, and, what, 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 what is great is we're not so pigeonholed into George Lucas's monomaniacal viewpoint of what the Star Wars universe is. They're bringing right. in great storytellers from around the pop culture universe to kind of give their own spins on things and seeing if it fits. And obviously, yeah. you can see they have no problem switching out writers. They've done that no, already. And some might see that as, as, as a weakness. I think it's actually a strength that they're really trying to make sure that story is king. The goal, the goal is to get a good story. If you have to use something that someone came up with and say, okay, now, dude, you finish it. Or, you know, here's what we have. Now you do this with it. Like, if we get a good story and we don't have, to, if we don't have another, dare I say, prequel debacle... This is a license to print money and 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 a an outlet, a conduit, I guess, for us to have perfectly awesome stories for the next forever. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and as a, as a longtime Star Wars fan and not an old man, I am pretty excited to see what's going to happen in the next ten years and beyond. So absolutely. Um, so I, I think we're I think I think we're primed for this Rogue One. I don't I don't know. I'm excited. I just I love the idea of it. I just don't know what it's about. And I want to know. I just want to know. But also, I don't want to know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and, and skip past it since you're, you know, waffling between caring and not caring. Mm. I know. I'm waffling. Dude. I'm actually mm. more excited about, because it, there's a couple of hard dates and stuff, but really very little information mm. with what we just talked about. But I'm really excited about the journey concept. Um, so why don't you tell people about that? Well, we have this, uh, what is this article from Entertainment Weekly came out, says Star Wars to release 20 books in Journey to the Force Awakens. Is that where we're at? Yes. Um, and Journey to the Force Awakens exclusive. So, I mean, they're basically saying they're going to do a whole lot of things 
leading up to the next movie. And we have, what, a year? Um, More no. than a year. No, less than a year. Yeah, less we're looking at Sorry. nine months. Almost nine, nine months to the day. So basically... We're going to get uh, two le- major things a month, at least. Yeah. So it says at least 20 new books will be released this fall, some of which takes place right after the Return of the Jedi ends. Uh, the books with range, which range in target age from children to adults will be loaded with foreshadowing about the upcoming movie, including new starships, planets, characters, and clues about what happened with Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo in the months following the Return of the Jedi. The craziest thing about this for me is I can just foresee the insane speculation. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, like every single... And it doesn't matter the quality of these works. If they're basically saying that these things will have hints to what's going to happen in Episode 7, every person interested in Episode 7, whether it be to bash it or to praise it, are going to buy all of these things and dissect them and try to figure out what the hell is going to happen in Episode 7. Okay, even bigger than that, I think, even a bigger concept than that, is we are going to learn with these 20 books on what Lucasfilm is going to draw from the EU. Because That's a good point. if you think about what happened... No, I, I mean, didn't think about that. God, yeah, Bill. They're saying this is going to be what's happening directly after Jedi. Well, in the right. EU, what happened directly after Jedi was, you know, the Back to War and the courtship of Princess okay. Leia and... Mara Jade. And- Mara Jade. I mean, that, that was getting on about five years, but yeah, it's getting right thereafter. And to kind of put it in in perspective, the first major um, information that we've gotten so far that I've noticed is uh, on, it's called Journey to the Force Awakens Shattered Empire. And it's going to be a limited run of four comic books coming out in September that deals with the Empire's reaction to the fall at Endor and how they react. So I know you're definitely all in on that. Dare I say I'm in? You're in. Um, My hands in the air. I was waiting for you to call on me. <laughs> yeah, like, Mar- like I'm a student. Marshall? Yes, I'm in. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited about that, especially since I've, you know, with you and I both getting back into comic books. Um, oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with that because what you're looking at with the post uh, Jedi uh, Empire in the EU was Mara Jade, Thrawn. Stuff like that. So we're going to start seeing, are they going to go a completely different route? Or are they going to start picking and choosing? And if we start seeing the picking and choosing from the EU and making some stuff canon, that's going to give a better hint of what they're also going to be doing with future scripts. And speculation will run wild. Because if they take if they take one of those things, if they take Thrawn, for example, which I've been saying, they're stupid if they don't. I'm not saying they're stupid. I'm sorry. They're not stupid. If they take Thrawn, for example, right? Right. They kind of have to take some stuff with it, right? They do, but they but the I, what they do what they did when they created the Legends as opposed to EU is they're giving them the opportunity to pick and choose what they want. So, but you can, all right, then just take the Thrawn character, run with <laughs> it. But then, you know, and I know some people in the uh, in the community are not the biggest fans of Mara Jade. I'm not one of them. I dig her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they take her but not Thrawn, what is that? I mean, I I have I have some. I think this is going to be amazing. 
I think there's going to be some serious, there's going to be some serious fallout no matter what they do. They're not going to take everything, but the people who are just waiting for them not to take the thing they think they should take. Right. You see yeah, where I'm going with this? I, I, I do. Um, I think it's going to be interesting, but I'm, I'm more than excited. I'm in for all of this. Um, the other thing, I guess they've announced a couple of the Del Rey books. Mm-hmm. Um, Aftermath, which sounds like it, it says it sounds like it may serve as an epilogue to the original trilogy. Trilogy, right? Which makes um, sense. A prologue to the new one that does make sense. Uh, Marvel Comics will put out uh, one prequel called. Oh, we already talked about that. Journey to the Force Awakens, <laughs> told from C three PO's perspective. Nice. Which I think that is a trip. Uh, and for vehicle enthusiasts, it says Studio Fun International will print Star Wars Ships of the Galaxy. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, there those uh, the blueprint books have always been really popular. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, any other thoughts on this, dude? Like, I don't know. Like, okay, I just had something pop into my head right now. Imagine yeah. this marketing concept. Okay, you know those the three books that have come out so far the the Path of the Jedi, the the Sith book, and the uh, Mandalorian books that have come out, right? Yep. Imagine if next year. Rogue One is actually based around the X-Wing, you know, the the Rogue Squadron. Imagine if they do one about pilots and the tool that it comes in is an X-Wing and when it goes into attack formation, the book comes out. Boom. Wow. I I don't even know what to say. LucasArts, if you're looking for somebody to hire, (laughs) my name is Will Griggs. You can find me on LinkedIn. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, that was pretty funny, dude. All right, so <laughs> I, I'm, and I think, and one of the things that I'm excited about too, and because we talked about Rebels the other week, I, you know, the, the season two of Rebels is going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really interested to see if they, what they do with that leading up, because that's that is going to overlap, right? You would think um, it's going to overlap with the release of the film. For yeah. sure. I don't know. It it depends. I mean if it's if it's a limited run like it was for this season of well, thirteen. They said episodes. they were gonna have twenty something episodes though. Right. Next season. Oh are you sure you're not looking yeah. at like say twenty six combined? No, they said they were gonna have almost twice as many episodes in season two as season one. Well, if they start say in September, right? Or October, mm-hmm. then the hiatus would be the perfect time for the mm-hmm. release. So I don't know what the finale of the hiatus, but before the hiatus would be like, interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's that's something to to look into. You know, let's let's that. jump up to the uh, the comics a little bit. Sure, we're, we're not going to talk too much about you know Vader two, which we talked about last week. Um, yeah. Marshall finally caught up and read Leia one. You want to give your quick I did. Uh, quick recap of that? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Um, not as much as I think um, Star Wars and Vader. Uh, and it is it just a, me, or is it because of the voice, the point of view? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. I I don't know. It just seemed okay. I I liked it, and I liked it at the end. The first, yeah. the setup was I a little clunky. Yeah, the dozen pages or so before you meet the other girl and stuff. I just. I don't know, like, I, I it's intri- as intriguing as it is to see what happened immediately after, uh, you know, she gave out the medals. I just didn't feel like, you know, mostly it was people talking smack about her. 
<laughs> yeah, really. Still talking smack about her being like an ice princess and not caring about Alderaan and blah, blah, blah. And how is she supposed to do that? Exactly. She's you know? way too much in the public eye. Exactly. And like any politician or anybody else in the public eye, you're not going to stand up there and, and, and cry about something if you have a cause to lead. You know, if you're just trying to get likes on your Facebook page, you're going to make a vlog about how you're crying about something. But, exactly. You know, in, in this, I don't know. Overall, I liked it, but not as much as the other ones. I'm The voice was a little off. I felt um, even the art. I hate to say that, I you know, because art is so subjective. But I, I think the art was a little bit interesting for me. Um, I think we, it was because we were coming off of Vader, and the, the Vader art is just way crisp. Yeah, it was super crisp, yeah. Um, I think that's a good way to say it, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm not ditching it in the bin yet, but I'm definitely waiting to see how they develop that story between Leia and whatever, <clears throat> pardon me, whatever uh, Alderaan survivor she does... Uh, bring into her crew yeah and i and i do like the idea what towards the end she kind of says you know let's gather everybody up kind of thing and right. i think and i think that's important and obviously all those people will, would want to fight for the cause and I, and I think that's awesome and i think this is i think it's good you know kind of an in-between four and five type thing but mm, i don't know it, i it did take me i like i said when we recorded last time i had read a few pages and i put it down and right. that was my, f- and I just picked it up on a couple of days ago and, and just said, okay, I'm going to finish it. And, you know, I liked it just fine, but to me, not much happened. And I was just, I'm hoping that the second one's better, um, keeps me going. And I, and I imagine it will be, we'll see. Yeah. Any I other do, thoughts I, on it? I do like how Luke was involved in the, uh, the getaway at the end. Yeah. I think, that, I mean, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't all, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. It just... It was just not nearly as compelling as Vader and and Star Wars one and two were. I have not read Star Wars number three yet. I have set up my subscriptions. I'm glad to say I'm decided to go hard copy. Nice. Okay. So my subscription and mostly and a lot of that has to be to support to support my local. Like I said, a friend of mine owns the the shop down here, so I want to support them. So I put my subscriptions in for all of them, and I've got uh, – I just put Kanan number one on order, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, just picked up Star Wars number three, and I'm excited. They call me every time they come in. Yeah, I so. think my favorite part about remaining digital is it's not nearly as ex- as expensive to um, to get all the variants. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, I don't know what cover I'm going to get, and I'll talk about the covers for, for Kanan in a minute, but – I'm limited to what they get. Exactly. You know what I mean? And what they happen to put aside for me. Like, I'm not going to order all four of them or all 20 of them. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not a rich man. I'm a teacher, for God's sake. So, um, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. So. Which reminds me, please go to audibletrial.com slash the usual podcast. <laughs> so you can help Marshall's comic addiction. Anyways. Yeah. yeah well, that's just one addiction. Yeah. Let's go yeah. to the Canaan. Which ones do you want to talk about? <laughs> Let's go to Kanan really quick because I actually have a, an interesting anecdote here. Is okay. you know, you're bringing up the fact that it has a huge pre-sale number, right? Should I read this real quick and then yeah, you go, to do go your for thing? it and then I'll tell my anecdote. Okay, so I pu- I pulled this out. Um, I saw this on Twitter the other day. Kanan number one uh, basically hit six-digit sales. So 
comicbook.com can now confirm that Kanan number one, the April 1st launch comic, comic that serves as the spin-off prequel to the animated series Rebels, has reached over 100,000 in sales via Diamond as of today's final order cutoff date. Unlike the others, Kanan number one is limited to only four total covers. There were over 60 for Star Wars 1, 17 for Vader number one, and 18 for Leia number one. So Yeah, what I find interesting about this, this is a huge number for pre-sale on a basically an unknown quantity of a character. Yep. Right? And it's just kind of funny because I was in the my local comic book shop last week picking up, uh, you know, Leia 1 with my brother. And I asked him um, if he had heard anything on Kanan on exactly when he was going to be getting it in or whatnot. And he said he didn't even know about it. So wow. <laughs> I'm just wondering if maybe he just... he. You know, he saw that it was a Marvel Star Wars thing and he ordered it or something, but he didn't know the character. Um, which, you know, it's impossible for a comic owner to know all characters, right? Well, and I, th- and I think the interesting thing about that, too, is if you're not following day-to-day Star Wars and new canon stuff, you didn't watch Star Wars Rebels or didn't read A New Dawn, you would have no, there's, idea no chance you know, yeah. there's no chance you know who the hell Kanan is. Exactly. So, you know. yeah, so I just found that interesting. It's, you know, a huge pre-order number, but the people doing the pre-ordering might not necessarily know exactly who it is. They might not, but then I have to imagine, you know, I don't know the numbers. They did greenlight it for, for season two, but I imagine Rebels has a decent, excuse me, a decent uh, decent following. I don't know if it's worth it, if if the numbers, if these are all Rebels fans or not, you know what I'm saying? Or if it's just... There's a new Marvel Star Wars. I'm going to buy it, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm, I'm with you on that. We'll have to see how how it goes. Um, I'm intrigued. Like I said, I'll have I'll have a new Don read by then. Um, I've got mine ready. I'm wondering which of the four covers I'll get. Um, I saw a couple of them. One of them looked super cool. Um, where they kind of look like uh, samurai like or like kind of. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. Oh, I'll have to find a really. I'll have to find the picture. Yeah, of it. actually, I haven't seen any of the covers, so I'm gonna be looking at that. Yeah, no. The, so there was one cover that just looked cool. It was like almost looked like it looked sketched, and then it had the two lightsabers. I think it was him and Ezra. Um, it looked really cool. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I don't know if it was Ezra. I'm just saying that. Right. Okay. I, I don't know. All right. Uh, All right. Well, also, Star Wars three came out this week, and we'll be talking about that next week. Indeed, right. uh, the, I, uh, that's on my plate to read in the next day or two. Okay, so. the last bit of Star Wars news, Marshall. Oh yeah, so there was one other little news thing um, having to do with Star Wars Celebration, which again we wish we were going to. Um, there was another wave of guests announced, and basically, well, the final wave, I suppose. Right. Uh, there's a bunch of people on here. Some we've already talked yeah, about. Yeah, I was just looking at it, and I was paying particular attention to the to the people that have never been autographed guests at Celebration before. And one name jumped out at me. Can you guess what it is looking at the list? Um, no. John Ratzenberger. Billy D. Williams? Oh. No, Billy D. Williams is. I just got excited about... I know, I just got excited about Lando. John Ratzenberger. You think John Ratzenberger, you think, one, cheers. You played Norm, the mailman. Not Norm, Cliff, the mailman. Cliff, yeah, yeah. And also, you think Pixar, because he has been in every single Pixar movie. He has been. You know, he played, uh, um, uh, I think it was Mac the Truck in Cars. He played the uh, the Abominable Snowman in Monsters, Inc. That's right. 
That's right, he did play. I love him. He played the uh, the flea in uh, Head of the Circus in Bugs Life, I believe. Hmm. He, I mean, he's played a role in every single. He he played a uh, um, Ham in uh, um, yeah yeah Ham in the, the Toy, Toy Story. Story movies. But yeah. so you're wondering why is he being invited to Star Wars celebrations? A lot of people forget that when he was a younger actor, he played one of the AT-AT pilots. Did he really? Watch Jedi again, my friend. He was in Jedi? I believe it was Jedi. It might have been Empire, but I think Wait, it was Jedi. was it... The AT-ATs were in Empire, and then the ATSTs... And ATSTs were in Jedi. So, right. I, yeah, I can't remember then, which one it is, but he played a pilot of one of those walkers. All right, I'm going to go back. I'll find out. That's awesome. Well, that's that's... I mean, the the resume that guy has, get in line. Exactly. Get, and, get his signature. That's yeah, and I just love John Rasterberg. He's just a very funny guy anyways. Totally. Um, but to actually get him to sign autographs in a Star Wars context and not a Disney or Pixar con- context is very cool. And it really right. shows that Disney is really bringing Star Wars into the fold. And... and, and- and so, I mean, I'm not going to read this whole list, but there's, I'll, put, you know, I'll put the link in the show notes. There's a bunch of people on here, but of course, Billy D. Williams stood out to me, which I think we've already mentioned. Maybe we didn't actually. Um, yeah, we got Ashley Eckstein, Jeremy Bullock. Yep. Um, Ray Park, I think we mentioned already too. Mark Hamill, Carrie um, Fisher. I mean, all the big names. Sure, the big guys are there. Um, so check it out if you're going. You already know about this list, so whatever. Um, and we're jealous. So have fun. <laughs> Yes, have fun. We will be there Feel next year. Feel free to send us a signature. I mean, yeah. why not? We, we will be there next celebration. <laughs> exactly. Um, one more side note yes. about uh, before we leave Star Wars, and, and this is something that just happened this week. Did I you s- see my post? I saw the photo on Instagram. <laughs> so if you follow the usual podcast on Instagram, I actually put it on, on that page too because it was definitely relevant. Uh, like I said, like I've been saying, I've been watching Star Wars Rebels with my with my daughters and my wife, of course. And um, after Rebels was over and they didn't cry when Vader walked onto the screen to end the season, um, you know, my wife was like, well, maybe they're ready to watch uh, episode four. And I was like, really? Would they be open to that? Because, you know, we tried episode one once, which I've mentioned. Darth Maul came on the screen and that was it. Um, that was over a year ago. So they're older now. We watched episode four. And their days ago, uh, they loved it. Really, they loved it. They loved it, and I could not be happier. Like I, I, I just I could not be. I'm so proud that my girls. Not only they got through it, they were laughing at the right parts. They they thought uh, they thought it was great. Of course, there was a little bit of eek. What happened to Obi Wan at that one moment? But. Uh, you know, but overall they, they had a really fun time with it. They really enjoyed it. They knew the characters, which I love. They're like, Oh, that's Luke. And you know, and that, that's the kind of thing after all of this, that really, did, really does it. Did they notice a stormtrooper hit, hitting his head on the door? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm going to go with no on that. <laughs> but you know, they, they asked questions. They, they had fun and they, they said, I mean, it's a two hour and 20 minute movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, we made it, you know, our, our, our taco movie night thing, and I made tacos, and we watched it, and they they really enjoyed it. Of course, they wanted to sit with us at some point when it got a little crazy at the end, but, you know, they cheered at the end when they got the medals, and, and they blew up the Death Star. It was amazing. So 
I I had a great time. It was w- something I just can't get out of my head at this point. So when they were I'm getting smiling, you can't yeah. see me, but I'm smiling. <laughs> when they were uh, getting scared at the end, did you hold them close, look at them, and say, "Stay on target"? Exactly. <laughs> oh, by the way, oh, I just bought a T-shirt. <laughs> no, it should be coming pretty soon. Marshall bought oh, a T-shirt. Uh, uh, no way. Okay, I know it's shocking. I'm gonna save that for when it shows up. Ooh, you have piqued my interest. Intrigue. It has something to do with Stay on Target. Ooh. You're going to love it. Awesome. Yep. All so right. I'm excited. So that, uh, that wraps up uh, Star Wars. Yeah, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand over to you. I'm going I'm to... I'm getting towards the end of my beer here. So uh, you take it away. Uh, geek and pop culture. What the hell is going on? It's Cheryl. She's in the cockpit. I think she's trying to kill us all. Oh, good. Woof. <laughs> For a second there, I thought I drank too much. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm actually going to be tossing it back to you here in just a minute. But uh, yeah, welcome to the uh, the. I know, that's why I was drinking my beer now. The geek and pop culture section. Uh, like I said, we've got a lot of Marvel news, a lot of Disney news. So I thought we'd knock out the non-Disney company stuff first. So uh, I'm as I'm sure you heard, we we both listened to this week's Hollywood Babylon. Yes. And there was I thought two or three big reveals. So why don't you give them the big one? Well, hold on. There wasn't a new Hollywood Babylon, was there? On Friday, yeah. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah, I downloaded it like at 12.30 last night and I listened to it before I went to bed. What? And that's where all this was in... Damn it, there's two! You know, that makes me mad. Okay, I'll put that in the bloopers because I'm angry. I haven't listened to it yet, do you know why? Because it didn't automatically download. No, it did. But I had their Babelieve one in there still. And I updated my podcasts, and I didn't look to see the number. There were two in there instead of one. Ah. I have so much anger. Okay, yeah. so I saw this somewhere else. But the big announcement, my anger aside, Mallrats 2 is in the works. Clerks 3 will be again filming in May. And then you added something about Moose Jaws. Yes. If you hadn't known, he's uh, he's going to be doing... Uh, Clerks 3 soon, and then Mallrats 2 is in the works. But if you also know, he's doing his what he's calling his Canuck Trilogy. Oh, I can't wait. Right? You know, Tusk is already done. It's out. They just finished, finished filming Yoga Hosers. And then Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws. And the only thing he said about it was it's Jaws, <laughs> but it's a moose. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And if you don't know, Moose Jaws is a big town in Canada. Right? Yeah. I think it's Moose Jaw, Alberta, or Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, one of them. But it's, it's, sounds pretty darn funny. And look, if you're not a, if you're not a Kevin Smith fan, um, you're not going to probably be into what we're saying in the next couple minutes. But, uh, I saw this, I, even though I haven't listened to Hollywood Babylon yet, which, shame on you. I'm great. (laughs) I just don't even understand how this happened. It was a slip, too many podcasts. But anyway, Mallrats 2, Personally, I loved Mallrats. It's up there in my favorite Kevin Smith movies. I don't know if it was the when it came out. I don't know if it was the humor. I don't know what it is. But personally, I I just love Mallrats. Um, I love uh, what's Homeboy's name? Um, <laughs> Jason Lee. Uh, his name just, yes, thank you. Uh, I love Jason Lee, and I just think his performance in that movie. 
is hilarious. I just, I absolutely love it. So personally, I'm excited about Mallrats too. Now, the link I have in the in in the show notes here, which we're gonna have to collaborate on links here, um, was to a tweet, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, a Variety tweeted about Mallrats two and Clerks three, and the comments. I can't even tell you. The comments are pages. Really. Okay? Some of the, there were some really funny ones. I'm not going to go into, into into them, but uh, you know, people have been hating on Kevin Smith forever. You're either a fan or you're not. You know, like the people who used to be a fan and now they hate what he's done. Okay, go find someone else. Go find another movie to watch. You know, he. You know, in my opinion, that's that's where I stand on it. Right. But some of the qu- comments were like, "Why?" and "You've ruined my life." Like it was like almost like, um, you know, George Lucas all over again. I overreact you know much. I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's just it was absolutely ridiculous. Okay, well, one, so, one thing you're gonna you're gonna learn when you listen to Hollywood Babylon is what um, spurred this, you know, deciding to make Mallrats two. And it turns out it's actually been in the works since Mallrats one, hmm. right? But what happened was the guy who was the main producer, basically the one who I can't remember his name right now offhand, Jimmy Jacks, and okay. he yeah. passed away he last year. And they mm-hmm. actually had a big thing on how Hollywood Babylon and how you know whatever. But it turns out that you know, even though Kevin Smith had kind of lost touch with him, he always had these uh, these note cards that had projects that he wanted to do. And since Mallrats one, he had always had Mallrats two on these cards. And so whenever he showed them oh, to anybody, awesome. and and when they first talked about it, like what is it, almost twenty years ago now? Yeah, they um, the the logline was Mallrats two, Die Hard in a Mall. <laughs> and so that's what was written uh, on the card and so that's what kevin smith is gonna do i'm so happy about that man and and i know kevin smith was really torn up about jimmy jacks when he passed and and i think if anything to honor you know to honor what he meant to him and everything that he's done i think going forward with mall rats too regardless like like kevin smith really cares what people think but at the same time I, I'll, I'm going to watch the movie. He I, doesn't I, care what critics think, but he cares what his friends and fans think. Sure. And, you know, and I found that he retweeted more negative things about himself lately than he has in a while, which I thought was pretty funny. Like, oh, I'd have to find the one I found the other day. I read it to somebody. But basically, somebody was railing on him about something, and they go, but your last 20 tweets are about how much you hate me. Isn't that love or something like that? <laughs> I just thought that was pretty funny. Um, but anyway, I, I'm excited about Mallrats 2. Clerks 3 I knew about. Um, I'm really glad they're going to start filming. I loved Clerks 2. Oh, honestly. yeah. I thought I, it was very funny. Plus, it's got Rosario really Dawson in it. it. How can you complain? And who doesn't like Rosario Dawson? Um, and Moose Jaws, like I said, I'm, for some silly reason, I keep forgetting that I haven't watched Tusk yet. But um, I'm going to watch that, too. Um, I'm going to catch up on my Kevin Smith. That's what I'm going to do. He, After I'm done ed- editing this, I'm going to catch up on my Kevin Smith. And next week, I'm going to talk about Tusk. Can we do that? Uh, yeah, but you have to catch up on Archer first. Why do you have to tell him I'm, not, I'm behind on Archer? Because you, you know, purport to be such a huge fan. Okay, look, here's the problem. Busy man. <laughs> all right dude so i'm gonna we're gonna catch up we're gonna reconvene talk tusk next week um if anything new from all rats or clerks comes up we gotta talk about it i'm one one I'm last thing about, about kevin this. smith that they did bring up in, okay. the, in the hollywood babylon podcast was that he's also finally doing the hit somebody oh finally but he's okay, doing good. it as a miniseries on tv 
Oh, good. We were just talking about that a while back. Yeah, that's like four episodes. Yeah, or that's finally coming uh, coming up, and uh, I'm really hoping he releases it um, uh, only to the CBC, the Canadian Broadcast right. Channel, and only after Degrassi. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see what he does, but I'm I'm glad he's going to go forward with that. He's been wanting to do that for a while. So all right, so some good Kevin Smith stuff there. Let's go on to um, if you remember last week. As kind of a follow-up to my very first weekly top ten, I added on an eleventh show that you should be watching. <laughs> and Marshall was like looking at me like I was crazy when I was talking about this show called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is I didn't even understand the words you were saying. Which is now available to stream on Netflix. And uh, why don't you uh, tell everybody what you did this week? Okay, can I just tell you a story? Let me tell you a story. So after that, I was like, oh, you know, I had a really good uh, podcast with Will, and I'm talking to the wife and. And it's like, he suggested this show called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And she's like, dude, I totally watched that. And I told you that we should watch that. And it's like, oh, I was wondering why that sounded familiar. <laughs> so, and so it's been kind of a long week. So we wanted to laugh, right? So I said, all right. She said, well, I feel like we're rewatching it. So I was like, cool. So we sat down and it took us, what, maybe three days. And we watched all, what, 13 episodes or something. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say I want like 100 more episodes of that. Um, it was that show's brilliantly freaking funny, hilarious. It's so good. Ellie Kemper's great. Not watched it. Carol yet. Kane's great. And dude, how funny is John Hamm? Oh my god, dude! I just, I love the 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 prim- John Hamm. Come on, like, <laughs> the, <laughs> sorry, the 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 scene in the in the courtroom. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's just like. It doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter what he says. Okay, and how did you there, how did you like Tina Fey playing Marsha Clark? Oh my god! And who was the guy next to her? John, or the actor, or the character? Yeah, no, I don't know who the actor was, but it was supposed he to be was Johnny Crocker. Me up. Okay, that's why. Oh man, that was amazing. God, that was so funny. Yeah, and they actually made the little fro. Yeah, they actually <laughs> made the joke that they said that you know they can fail in L.A. and come out here to the Midwest and still succeed. Okay, I missed that. Okay, that was awesome. Yeah, no, that that show is brilliant and I'm and and that's kind of when we talk about the other Netflix thing in a little bit. I think that something's happening and I and I really like what Netflix is doing right now. But that show in particular, um all the performances are great. The humor is spot on and honestly, I I did nothing but laugh for 13 episodes. So, it's definitely worth checking out. How'd you like when you found out what the crank did? <laughs> but also i wanted that i wanted that uh that man cave oh i know right all right everybody watch the show it is hilarious yeah i don't want to spoil anything but but the crank thing is pretty funny i actually really dug the daughter and i can't remember what else she was in the daughter the spoiled daughter oh what else was she in because she was she was one of the funniest characters she was trying to frame kimmy at some point but she was a smart chick on the other point, and I just I can't remember what yeah, else. She was I can't in. think she's of anything really else good. she's been in. The one that caught me off guard is the one that plays Kimmy's sister, who's I swear to God, her character name is oh. her character name is Kimmy. Yeah, but she was only in it for like like I remember like two remember, episodes, yeah. right? She yeah. played John Hamm's daughter on Mad Men. Are you serious? Yeah, I never watched Mad Men. It was oh, no Godfather, okay. no Don't, Mad Men. It's not, it's, 
It's not gonna be one of those shows. No. Okay. Let's not let's not, let's not bring the listeners down that road. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get back to Netflix in just a second, but I do want to yeah. bring up. Uh, well, you know, we already talked about Loot Crate earlier. Marshall's subscribed to it. Um, Did we? We didn't talk about it. yet. Well, we talked about it. That. Uh, oh no! You said you were going to. So talk about Loot Crate. Well, I'm just saying. I wanted to just say that I subscribed to Loot Crate. <laughs> I'm going to be subscribing next month. So I'm excited. Uh, I actually, I just got an email about it's like the covert deal, and this will be my first one. So uh, when I get, whether it be next week or the week after, when I get my first crate, I'll let you know what's in it. It's gonna be amazing. I'm hoping I'm some for some uh, archer stuff. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really would like to do a loot crate segment um, once a month or whatever. Whenever I yeah, get do the loot a little crate. box opening. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, and just kind of go through it or something and, and just talk about the stuff that I get. And, you know, that's what I'm excited about. So I finally just treated myself. If you watch Parks and Rec, treat yourself. <laughs> um, and uh, I just decided to go for it. Got Loot Crate. So, I'll let, uh, you know, that's for future us to deal with. But uh, I'm excited about it. So we'll leave it at that. All right. Now we're going to go on to kind of a segue into Disney. But uh, as Marshall knows, and I don't know if I've brought it up on the podcast, I am a huge fan of the YouTube channel Epic Rap Battles in History. <laughs> and there is a new channel run by a very, very, very funny woman named Whitney Avalon. And she does what are called Princess Rap Battles. And they've only had, I believe, four episodes so far. But their most recent one was Cinderella versus Belle. And they're a little bit blue, oh so they're, you know, they say you know, some bad words and bad themes and everything. But one of the best parts, and this ties back into Rebels, is Cinderella was played by Sarah Michelle Geller. Are you serious? Yes. I haven't seen that one. I watched the uh, the fro- the one with uh, Elsa and uh, Elsa Snow versus White. Snow White. Yes, that one was yeah, funny. That was There's another one that's Mrs. Claus versus um, Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> which is pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, so it's, check it out. It's, if, just go to YouTube and search Princess Rap Battles or search for Whitney Avalon and subscribe to her page because, uh, to her channel because these are really, really funny. They actually have some pretty decent special effects and stuff in some of them. So. Yeah. Um, so, so check that out. So check out Whitney Avalon and Princess Rap Battles. Um, cool. Let's, uh, go on to, to Disney now is the big stuff that came out of, uh, the shareholders meeting was it is confirmed that there is going to be a frozen two. This is my shocked face. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, they actually, they, there was a lot of buzz <laughs> about it, but that they actually didn't think they were going to be following through on it because they're doing the, they, they just did um, for the frozen short, which was released in front of Cinderella this last week. And so the, you know, the girls went to see Cinderella. I didn't go. Yeah. And so if you had gone, you would have seen the Frozen short that came on before it. And it's getting good reviews and everything, but they, you know, it just, it's really cool. They finally have announced that they're going to do a Frozen 2. So that's going to be another cash cow for, for Disney. I mean, they'd be silly not to. It's a, it's, a lic- again, I say this, a license to print money. Exactly. You say you're going to have a Frozen 8. They're going to see Frozen 8. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, anyway, the other, but that's great news. I mean, my girls will be excited. I can't wait to go. Uh, I'm going to go. I love frozen, honestly. And actually <laughs> a weird side note. I don't know if I'll keep this in or not, but, um, I was bringing the golf team back tonight 
uh, from practice, and uh, they were saying something silly. And I was like, "Don't make me put Frozen on," because <laughs> of course we have the soundtrack. We have the soundtrack on in the car because you know the kids are in the car usually, and uh, they're like, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" And like they said something else, like, "Fine, I'm doing it," and I put it on. And then before I knew it, they're like, "Are you gonna put it back on?" <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put "Let It Go" on repeat. Well, it was on "Let It Go," and then I was like, "Don't make me put it back on." And they're like, "Well, you can put it back on." And I'm like, so we're ro- I'm rolling down the the highway with a bunch of you know, fifteen to seventeen year old boys listening to "Let It Go." All right, why don't you uh, for the you know people of your high school that are listening, why don't you out these young gentlemen and <laughs> <laughs> so their names are? No, I'm just, just kidding. I would never do that to those poor boys. But the golf team is small; they know who they are. Um, okay, so the last couple things on Disney that came out <laughs> is uh, actually before the. The uh, shareholders meeting. It was announced that Disneyland is going to be closing Interventions, um, which has never been incredibly popular. It's been around for you know almost two decades now. Um, a long time. Yeah, it it's in the same location that used to be America Sings and Carousel Progress. And um, and I, honestly, I've only been in it into Interventions a, a few times, and I remember it's been there for a very very long time. But has it changed much in the last? Uh at all? Not in the last really. Years? It's it's basically a lot of science experiment type stuff. There has been right. something in there recently, and I can't remember what the the exhibit is. But it's basically it's on the dividing line between um, Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. It's basically mm-hmm. between Autopia and the Pizza Port. So, um, what is I, I? If you for those of you who follow our pages, I posted on posted this article on. Um, the Facebook page earlier this week, and I wanted to hear what everyone's opinions are and what they should put in there. Right now, the um, the front runners are um, a Star Wars location in there. Do something mm-hmm. Star Wars. Do something Marvel. Um, yeah. Do something princess oriented because it's so close to Fantasyland. Because um, if you notice, right now, whenever they try to do meet and greets for princesses. It is such a huge line that blocks a lot of Fantasyland. So yeah, if they crazy. were to do... They moved them outside of there quite a bit. Right. So if, if they were to do... You know, it's two levels. You could just have an entire character meet and greet where you went in and out of lines. And it would take a whole bunch of crowds off of the, the, the sidewalks, but still be able to put in a whole bunch more characters. Well, can we stay there just for a second? Because I think that's really interesting. Um, and it, it kind of reminds me of what they do for autographs at comic-con where they have the sales pavilion upstairs Mm -hmm. they've got a whole bunch of booths areas where they have queues lines right and you know you 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 pick where you want to line up you line up people lead you through and and it takes all of those lines off of the sales floor off you know and that kind of thing i think that's really interesting um i know that they have the the merida one over by Small World, they've got the the Tinkerbell one, kind of in between Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're they're doing a decent job of pulling them away. But I think if they want to do more things like that, I think that's not a bad idea. The cool thing about it is the way that the building is designed is it's based on a three sixty theater, right? So the outside mm-hmm. rotates, and uh, sorry, the inside rotates and the outside stays still, and um, what they could do with this is um, you're not hamstrung with the theming. Like, say, you know, you go to the Merida area, it's themed like Brave, 
right? You go to right. Tinkerbell's Grotto, it's themed like Tinkerbell. You go to uh, uh, where Rapunzel is, it's themed like Tangled, right? Yeah. What you could do with this is it's... Because, first of all, there's a whole bunch of doors. So you're not really dealing with uh, characters in and out. Um, you could easily substitute characters in and out. But you could yeah. also pick and choose events, right? So, like, for a major Marvel release, all of a sudden it's a building full of Marvel characters. Yeah. For a Star Wars release, you got a building full of Star Wars characters. For a Cinderella hmm. release, it's a building full of princesses. And do we have no idea exactly what they're going to do yet, right? No, it hasn't been released. I'm thinking hmm. it's actually going to lean more towards Marvel. Myself. Yeah, you could easily do a Stark Expo sort of thing in there, which would be totally right. cool. But, you know, I really like the idea of the the signings, because you could have the signings going around the center Right, or the outside, mm. and then just have the center be a store, or the outside about, be stores. I have an idea. Like you know that Marvel experience is going around, right? Yep. Um, we haven't really we haven't talked about it in this show, but most people know it's you know kind of goes city to city, and they've got very immersive Marvel activities you can do for a fee or whatever. Um, obviously, they wouldn't go that far because they would have to charge an extra fee of some sort, right. you know. Um, but something kind of in between that, yeah. That's why some signings, I think, like I think would be Expo cool. Sort of idea would be, mm-hmm. would be sort. Of, oh yeah, okay, yeah, totally. I, I I hear what you say now. I for some reason I blocked that. No, it's all but good. anyway, yeah. But I'm I'm with you. I think um I think that's I think that's a cool idea. And I do like the idea of the signings. It is two floors too, so you could have upstairs be all signings and downstairs just be a big huge store. So you're bringing money in too, or yeah. you know do Marvel on the top and. You know, it just—I I like the idea that it could easily be changed out depending on the event. And they could even have like a higher-end collectors area thing to somewhere down there. Um, you know how people are—I don't know. I—I I just kind of imagine for some reason I keep imagining Comic Con, but you know maybe it's just I'm excited. But you know something like something down there to where you know there's a store. But you know how there's certain stores in Disneyland that are higher end than others, right? Yeah, maybe like, there's like Disney a place for. Yeah, maybe there's a place for collectors, you know, to kind of go. Maybe they have exclusives or something like that. I don't know. Just something that flew in my head. Yeah, and um, I mean, there's really no place for high-end Star Wars and Marvel stuff right now either. True. Right. Yep. So, so anyway, so it's just just an idea. The other thing that came out of the shareholders meeting is that there is a, Bob Iger has officially said there's not going to be a third Disneyland park. Um, which had been talked about as an expansion. There's a 78-acre lot um, south of Harbor, and um, mm-hmm. there's that's a no-go. But expansion is definitely so not a, a not a separate theme park is what they're saying. Exactly. Um, so, okay. but there is going to be an expansion because there is still some property that they can expand into on the actual Disney Resort lot. Um, if those of us who are older remember the original entrance to Disneyland. Um, was on the opposite side of the park of where it is now. It's where all the tour buses go in. But there's yeah, still right. about a, I don't know, if, I want to say a 20 to 30 acre area over there that could just, if they wanted to do a new Star Wars land or something like that over there, it is possible without completely tearing apart modern day Tomorrowland, hmm. which I think would be easier to incorporate Marvel into that. I I agree, and we've talked about too. I don't want to see Tomorrowland go. There's there's I I feel like there's too much nostalgia there um, to uproot that and change it to something Marvel or Star Wars. Uh, 
is is the is the property we're talking about is that that parking lot over there now yeah well there's a little bit of a parking lot over there that nobody ever uses um because they very rarely have it open but there it's still a little bit of back okay if you're looking at if you're in the California Adventure area and you're in the MGM area, the Hollywood Pictures area, yep. and you're looking yep. at the tall um, fake wall that they have by the Hyperion Theater, right, where they show Aladdin, yep. behind, behind that is where the extra okay. land is. Okay. Um, yeah, that's doable. And so that would be basically, it would make it part of uh, California Adventure. Right. And, well... They could, I guess, not necessarily. No, not necessarily, but it would make sense because it's right there by Hollywood. If they wanted to do that as Star Wars, yeah. But then you're having split of Star Tours of yeah. There's just so many logistical things with what they need to do. Um, Plus, don't forget if you uh, if you go on that corner, that's where Seven Eleven is, right? Disney owns that land, so they could. Times I've been in that Seven (laughs) Eleven, so they could actually get rid of that Seven Eleven and that T-shirt shop that's there and whatnot. So there's still a couple acres there they can pick up. There's just I'm really curious what they're going to do. Me too. All right, so that's the end of our Disney stuff. Um, All right, back to Netflix a little bit. Um, Marvel did release a new trailer for Daredevil. Oh, I'm so excited! It looks phenomenal. It doesn't look as cartoonish as the Ben Affleck version. Um, not even, no, it looks almost like gritty, like arrow gritty. Yeah. Like arrow Gotham, you know, it's, it's definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, Christopher Nolan and Frank Miller changed the game, right? Sure did. So it's definitely looking a little bit more gritty. It's not a costumey red outfit. I mean, we might eventually get to the, the iconic red daredevil costume, but it's not there yet. Um, plus just Vincent D'Onofrio is such a great actor and he's in his kingpin. So yeah it's it's really good i'm i'm looking forward to this i saw the trailer i thought it was phenomenal it drops here in what about a month and a half end of april next month no it's like april 10th oh wow so yeah and it's uh, i believe it's 13 episodes right Mm -hmm. very similar to like what netflix has been doing uh putting out these i mean can you call them short runs they're they're called limited series Okay, so limited series. Right. So now, if if Marvel follows through and what what they had said they're going to do is there's four limited series that they're doing, based around the four uh, main Marvel characters that basically fight crime in Hell's Kitchen, New York, right? Okay. And so that's Daredevil, Jennifer Jones, um, Luke Cage, and um, why am I drawing a blank on the fourth one? I don't know. Iron Fist. I, is it Iron Fist? There it is. I, I think so. I'm not it, as it familiar was, with that universe. But the thing is, is there's a... I'm in still. What was that? I said I'm in still. You are in. I'm not as familiar with this universe, but I'm in still. <laughs> <They're>, but, you <laughs> know, if, if you know Marvel at all, they're, they love their teams. You have Avengers. You've right. got X-Men. You've got the X-Force. You've got everything. Well, one of their teams is the Defenders. And one makeup of that group were these four characters from Hell's Kitchen. And so they were going to be doing a 13 episode run for each of the four characters and then a mini series of like three or four episodes based around all four. Dude, I'm, I'm hoping they follow through on that, especially since David Tennant was signed to be the villain in Jennifer Jones. Stop it. Yeah. I'm a big David Tennant fan. Yeah. So that's very cool. Um, I'm going to let you, um, 
pick up our last bit of news for pop culture because it's uh, about Marvel, but it's about oh, Comic Con. Yeah. Why don't you bring up this? Okay, um, just real quick on the on the Daredevil thing. I just got to say, I, I I did like the Ben Affleck thing. Um, I did. I, I really did like that. Um, but honestly, I'm 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 very excited overall. What Netflix is doing as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, when they bring these short runs of things, whether it be animated or or live action, whatever it is, you know, uh, you know, Kimmy Schmidt. We got Daredevil. We have you know, um, House of Cards. Bojack Bojack Horseman. You know, like stuff like that. It's just it just it, I don't know if you've watched that. It's pretty funny. Um, anyway, I, I just, I'm really excited to see what Netflix, you know, I feel like this is kind of the future of where, uh, where media is kind of going. Yeah. So, uh, we'll kind of see how this develops a little bit, but the last thing I want to bring up though is, uh, Marvel and it's really unconfirmed from what I can find, um, has <laughs> based off of one tweet by James Gunn. Uh, he basically says that their Marvel's not going to Comic Con this year. That would be huge. Um, I mean, I mean, they pretty much rule Hall, Hall H on Saturday. They do. Um, so it would actually free up Hall H for people to actually get in without sleeping yeah. overnight for two nights, which would be. Really I mean, cool. it would definitely draw the crowds from Hall H on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so that's been kind of making some ripples. What I thought was kind of interesting, um, it's still obviously unconfirmed. I don't know why they wouldn't go. You know, most people think Marvel, comics, Comic-Con. Right. The, you know, the they make that distinction. The one thing that makes me believe this is that Disney loves owning everything to do with how they distribute materials. And if Marvel is now owned by Disney and Disney already has their own con with D23, just makes sense to move yeah. on there. And, and I'm with you on that. And, and actually, I pulled this, one of my favorite blogs about Comic-Con. I really like um, uh, Tony Kim. Uh, he's a really cool guy. He's a big geek. He's been on a lot of podcasts. He does a, a Crazy for Comic-Con blog. I read um, the article that you sent me. Yeah, it's, it's, he makes some good points. Yeah, he he is um he's hosted things. He's done a lot of stuff in in geekdom, but he's he's one of those guys who he's really down to earth. So like if you like if you look at the comments, he responds to almost every comment on his page always. Right. You know, he's always tweeting his fans and that kind of thing, which I really like about about Tony Kim. But anyway, the point is, he put up an article on his blog. Um it says uh five reasons why Marvel not being a Comic-Con is a good thing. Uh, which I think is definitely worth a read. We put a link to it in the show notes um, just to kind of highlight it. Um, obviously, we kind of alluded to the fact that Hall H might be easier to get into, and he put some really good pictures up. I mean, he's been going to Comic-Con for a long time, but uh, Hall H is a madhouse. You and I have never, never. We haven't even attempted never, it. No, not even tried. I mean, you would literally have to get there the day before. Well, the thing that they do to is... To go to a panel maybe the night following yeah well yeah exactly well the thing about it is is that comic-con doesn't kick people out in between panels so if you're waiting for marvel which is a big one on saturday you're getting there for the first panel on saturday and you're sitting and camping in the room you're in there all day or you stand outside at sometime in the afternoon on friday and hope you get in on saturday at some point yeah you know and then camp out there the whole day on saturday you know it's crazy 
So, I mean, uh, let's see what else he puts. A, he has a couple points. He does bring up the D three comment. Um, let's see. What are the other ones here? Um, freeing up some of the signings. So definitely check it out. And then the last one I think I like is change is good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God, God forbid things change, you know? So, you know, if, if you've been going to Comic-Con for a long time and one of your things is going to the Marvel panel, you might be upset they're not there, but maybe you do something else on a Saturday. I know, right? Crazy. Or maybe there's something else that'll take its place. That's just as good that you'll, you'll get into. Who knows? So, um, check out his blog. His blog in general is good, especially if you're a Comic Con goer. Um, and that's and that's pretty much all I have as far as as far as that goes. Um, I think it's very interesting that Marvel wouldn't go, um, but at the same time, I think you're right. I mean, Disney likes to make sure it's controlling all the things. So yeah, I, I think it would be impossible to go from such a major presence to zero presence. It might phase mm-hmm. it down. Um, you know, think? Th- I mean, do you think they would? That doesn't make much sense to do an offsite thing either, though. So, I mean, all or nothing seems a little extreme. Right. Like maybe, maybe, maybe dialing it back this year, and then saying we're not going to be back going forward. Find us at D D twenty three. Right. You know, so we'll just have to wait and see. Yep. So that's it for all of our pop culture news. I'm going to wrap this up like I do every week with a uh, a forecast of what my weekly top ten blog is going to be. Last week was my top ten. Um, favorite young adult in tween teen series. So like Harry Potter, Hunger Games, check it out. Just go to the usual podcast.com, go to the blogs page and check out the weekly top 10. Uh, it happens every Wednesday this week. My top 10 is going to be my top 10 favorite nonfiction books. Cool. So you're doing fantasy and sci-fi next week, the week after that'll be my final week. Yep. Oh my God. I got some good ones for you. I mean, obviously, I've already touched on Harry Potter and Hunger Games in my other one, but um, well, sometimes you have to double. Up. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna double up a little bit, but I'm definitely gonna be looking at some other stuff. Sweet. All right, man. I guess I think we're done. Yeah, that's it. That was a hell of a week. It was tons of news. Yeah. Well. All right. So we're gonna close this out. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We, of course, welcome all feedback, so thanks again to John Skeen for giving us some feedback, letting us know we were alienating every Android listener on the planet. Um, So if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and on Google+. Woohoo. At the usual podcast. Yeah, Google Plus. I don't even know if it's good. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening over there, but I'm working on it. Um, we're also on Pinterest.com slash usual podcast. Uh, you could find me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. We are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Like I said, um, give us a positive rating or a negative rating. Doesn't matter. Give us a rating. We're all good. We're okay. Like us on Facebook and all that. AudibleTrial.com slash usual podcast. <laughs> Get a 30-day free trial on us. Get a free book. Or just help us out. Yep. It's all good. We appreciate you tuning in. Anything else, my friend? Nope. I had a great time this week. Thanks, everybody. Uh, what a good week. And we will see you all next week. <laughs>